Welcome one and all to this, this, our third installment of It Builds Character, our improvised character building podcast slash workshop. I'm John, I'll be the host, and I've got two fantastic people joining me. Uh, my co-host, Andrew. Hello, how are y'all doing? And my phenomenal special guest, Lacey. Hi, nice to meet y'all. This is your first time on any of the Die by the Dice podcasts, so if you want to sort of introduce yourself to our listeners, we'd be happy to have that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I've been doing uh, tabletop games for a little over a year now. Uh, John, you actually got me into it, and uh, started listening to uh, the podcasts. They're fantastic, and uh, I'm just excited to be here. Oh, you got me blushing over here, Andrew. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am a content creator, uh, mostly on Twitch, but I do commissions, everything from characters, uh, mostly from uh, Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop games, as well as everything in between. Uh, so yeah, and, and for myself, for tabletop games, I technically I've been playing since high school, but as far as D and have actually been playing this past year for the first time, and I'm addicted. <laughs> oh, what got you started in tabletop in general? Uh, I actually got recruited for a, a Twitch streaming uh, tabletop games uh, called Dungeons and Distractions, and uh, they were the ones that first introduced me into it because I've been playing. Pathfinder and Vampire the Masquerade and all that stuff beforehand. So this was actually my first time playing Dungeons and Dragons. Fantastic. All right, we're going to go ahead and stay with Dungeons and Dragons for this episode. We're still building our starting party out. Uh, we're in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and we're using Adventure League rules. So the core player's handbook and one other book for our character creation. So we had some great submissions from Twitter this week. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Thank you. And I'd like to go ahead and read down the list of what we're using today. So our first submission and the one that's guaranteed to get in, thanks to promptness, was from Blizzard Main One. And they say this character is inspired by whodunit detective novels. Oh, that's fun. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> so some kind of mystery aspect, even if it might not be a cog in the larger campaign, it certainly is a, a formative factor for our character. The JBoss40 on Twitter, at the JBoss40, uh, Jim, our previous co-host, says that this character whistles when under pressure. Oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> oh, he's thinking to solve mysteries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so part of me wants to say like <laughs> like a steam-powered warforged, so it's actually like a, a build defect, so it's like they're literally under pressure and whistling oh, like a God. steam <laughs> engine, but that might, be, that might be a bridge too far. So. Dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our third suggestion is also from Blizzard Main 1. Thank you again. You're a real workhorse as far as suggestions go, and I really <laughs> appreciate it. And this suggestion is the character has a compulsive trait, like knocks three times or kisses a coin before combat or something like that. Some kind of uh, repeated compulsive trait. So they whistle while they work and then they're also oh my gosh. into... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you think of that? <laughs> while being compulsive. Yes. They have to be a dwarf then, right? I'd like to mix it up a little bit. We just did a dwarf <laughs> last, uh, last week. Our fourth suggestion is from Lord S. Doggis, Steve friend of the show and very active voice for us on Twitter. So thank you again, Steve. Uh, and this says the character is a dart specialist. Like oh. throwing darts? Like throwing darts. Okay. There were stats for throwing darts in previous editions, and there might actually be in one of these books. Hmm. Uh, if not, I'm sure we can get some rules going and Improvise have uh, or something. Oh, no, there's totally darts because oh, yeah. Lisa had no, a character there's, who threw there's darts. There's darts, yeah. yeah. Okay. Darts is weapons, yeah. <laughs> what a fun weapon. So yeah. whether they're a master in the tavern or a master on the battlefield get okay, a dart no, in their hands yeah. oh yeah universal <laughs> our next suggestion comes from at roguish tambek uh matt on twitter thank you very much or matt at roguish tambek on twitter 
And he says the character is haunted by a past act of cowardice. Ooh. So some some deep some regret. regret there. Yeah. yeah. Redemption. Yeah. That's why he drinks at the bar and throws darts, right? That all matches <laughs> up pretty well. And our last suggestion is once again from Blizzard Made One. Thank you again. And this suggestion is the character has some birthmark that makes them very recognizable, although it's not necessarily a bad thing. Hmm. Some amount of celebrity could be a good thing. And yeah. we get to choose what the what the birthmark or specific... It's so like a mole or just like, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe some kind of mole or some sort of like... Like a natural Mike Tyson face tattoo. <laughs> My first thought was the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's where your your skin has that pigmentation where yeah. it's white and it's kind of blotted a little bit. Mm, Could be okay. one that is very distinctive. Yeah, yeah. I was going, kind of going to like a Mikhail Gorbachev with like the big kind of blotchy head mold, but... <laughs> <laughs> you can't look away from it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I want to throw kind of a suggestion number seven here and that we've gone two times in a row to the player's handbook and we didn't use almost any other book last week. So out of Volo's Guide to Monsters, we have a number of kind of a little more out there races. Uh, Goliath, Tiefling, Asimar, Kenku, things like that. So I would like to put in, we use one of those sort of extra races as opposed to one of the core book ones. Well, that does sound I fun. like that. Yeah. All right. I like to get very out of the box when it comes yeah. to, to races. Because mm-hmm. my first thought is uh, with just those traits alone mm-hmm. would be that maybe while they, he or she, whatever they may be, uh, are a detective, maybe, uh, something happened on one of the cases and they that's where their cowardice came from is that they did something that they regret and now they uh, are maybe trying to redeem themselves or Got too maybe deep into the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then backed out something, or maybe they had to make a hard choice that everyone else thought was terrible. Ooh. Okay. That sounds fun. They regret this past act of cowardice. Have they overcome this fear or is it still something that they are contending with? I think that's something they're still contending with. And I think that's, I mean, that's, makes it fun for the, yeah. the mystery of the the adventure when they go adventuring with this this future party with Hank and Fiona. Um and he's he's still wrestling with what happened in the past and he's still trying to You gotta have some himself. conflict if you're gonna use this character. Yeah, exactly. It'll be resolved already. That's too boring. Yeah. Gotta have drama. <laughs> <laughs> so if we pick one of the new ones, um one off the bat could probably be Asimar. Just because of they're supposed to be very good, so the act of cowardice could just be something that's very frowned upon within their clan or among their people or just their own morals, perhaps. Just as one idea. Do you think it was bad enough to cause them to fall, or are they still one of the sort of holy SMR oh, that's, types? Oh, man. Uh, well, that could actually make the cowardice worse if they were holy. They think that they could have done better, and that's why they're so so tormented by that. Okay, I like it. So just briefly glancing over this, it's, it kind of looks like they're half human, half angel almost? Yes, not necessarily like their parent, one parent was an angel, one parent right. was a human, but they have angelic blood in their background, Okay, and it tends to sort of assert itself over any other mortal traits. Interesting. Okay, that sounds fun. They have celestial blood without being actual, I think, direct angels or gods. Hmm. How do you get that? I think it's actually uh, over time. I think it's like in their blood and it just uh, transfers by birth. 
overline that. And I think in some cases, a special pact. I can't remember, but... Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. It can vary from setting to setting. I think in a few of them, it's actually like at one point, there was a like a half angel mm-hmm. ancestor. Mm-hmm. But over time, it's kind of diluted a little bit. So it's not, you know, supercharged, but it's still empowering enough to kind of present itself. Right. And depending which one you choose determines on what kind of wings you get too. Oh. Yeah. You can't necessarily fly with them, but um, I think for for some of them you can glide, but um, there you can have skeletal wings if you're fallen. Um, You can have the traditional angelic wings. Uh Um, Do the skeletal wings have any use whatsoever other than looking really cool? uh, They look really cool. That's pretty good for me. (laughs) Technically, the angel wings are just to look cool as well. Cause again, okay. you can't really fly with them. Well, if it's all aesthetics then we got to go bone wings. I mean, that, that's oh, pretty yeah. metal. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking, so if we're going to Asimar, maybe they have some sort of like inner light that's kind of spilling out as their recognizable trait. Mm. Uh, maybe kind of some, almost like a crack in their skin that you can see kind of like a little bit of radiance pouring through. That could be part of the birthmark. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. Can't miss that. Yeah. Well, we want that to be like on their face or we could do like like on a forearm, something like that. You know what? I, I'm i not going to lie. The moment you said like detective or likes mysteries, I kept thinking the old noir feels. So I, so if they have the mark on their face, it's more mysterious. It's more of like, I can't talk about it. It's almost like a, it's almost like a Phantom of the Opera kind of situation. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was just my first thought was just kind of like the, the noir feel to cool, it. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I'm into that. Do they cover up this birthmark when they can? And when? maybe the like with a partial mask or like a eye patch or like a low brimmed hat or something like that. I would say either yeah, like a low brimmed hat or mm-hmm. a mask. Or if we want to go extreme noir, a trench coat that like with the oh the, the yeah. top tall collar. So it just kind of covers all of it. But if you looked close enough, you could definitely oh, yeah. tell. Yeah, the collar just hides it, but. Mm-hmm. Not completely. Yeah, yeah precisely. <laughs> but do we want this to be a fallen Asimar since you you were very much interested in the, the skeletal type? I mean, that, that was but... just my opinion. I mean, <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm, I'm down for uh, other options, but I thought that sounded pretty cool. I think they worry about being at risk for falling, but they haven't yet. And they feel that this is kind of, it's kind of like a weight on their soul, like pulling them towards darkness if they can't overcome this this issue when the next time they face it. I like that. That sounds fun. So do we want to make them a protector still then? I like protector. I like that too. So I like that they've been inspired by these detective novels, these whodunit detective stories and actually have maybe in their adult life founded like a, a PI organization prior to being spurred to adventure. Mm -hmm. And to me that sort of says maybe like rogue as far as class goes which I also kind of like that they whistle when they're under pressure. So that could have this kind of push pull of they're trying to sneak in someplace and the scarier things get, the more compelled they are to start whistling, oh, which gosh, could give them like away. Flaw. It's just making That's me think of, uh, <laughs> of Kill Bill, the, the whistling song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like that because then it would make sense for uh, them being able to track better and for, for the mystery aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like Rogue. Yeah, I, th- I think Rogue would fit really well, especially for the whole detective vibe. You know, picking locks, trying to get in places you're not supposed to to get down to the nitty gritty. Sounds fun. But since we need to sneak in the the compulsive manner in there, maybe 
since they're already not the greatest rogue because of the whistling under pressure, maybe if they sneak into windows, they have to make sure the latch is just back perfectly or wipe down the windowsill when they're done. Or Feels very monk. More, more, yeah, yeah. Just, just a little more organized uh-huh. instead of something so obvious as like knocking. I mean, we could do that too, but just maybe if he sneaks into places, he has to clean up or... or leave it the way he found it that could be the fun little quirk we were talking about where it's either you know you something about rubbing a coin or like knocking three times something like that yeah just some kind of compulsion that they have to deal with maybe maybe not totally ocd but maybe like yeah yeah if if they see something fall like something that had fallen over on a desk like they have to set it up right something like that what if i was the one that popped in my head for it was once we kind of got in this rogue alley you're, you're talking about closing windows maybe they can't deal with like open portals so like they have to close doors they have to close windows they have to close drawers so oh, i like that Ooh, yeah that's yeah. good they yeah. can open things while they're like interacting with them but they can't leave a room with the door open or when they're like settled in a place they have to close everything i up. like that okay yeah yeah just go into a random stranger's house they see a door slightly ajar and they're just <laughs> totally ignoring the person talking just close it <laughs> what are you doing go have a lot of fun with that <laughs> so now we just need to do the dart specialist well, as a rogue, he could throw darts. Yeah. They, they could throw darts already. Mm-hmm. I, and I actually think that maybe that was one of the aspects of one of their favorite characters growing up. One of these detectives they're reading stories about. Yeah. And they're always, you know, in seedy taverns in the middle of the big city, throwing darts, passing the time, interrogating people. And they're like, I'm going to be a dart guy like this. Like this. Because uh, it looks so cool. Yeah. I want to be that guy. I, I just feel like this guy that saw Colin Farrell in, uh, in Daredevil just, you know, <laughs> knocking bullseyes while pounding a beer the entire oh, time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So we need then a name for the character from the, the whodunit stories that was this like hard boiled private eye dart thrower. And the dart thrower doesn't have to be like a main characteristic of that character. Um, but it's something that our character kind of latched onto. So what's a cool name? What's a good like hard-boiled name? I, I feel like, I don't know why, but the always the, the stereotype name of like Steel or Sterling is very just like noir-esque about it. So. Especially after Archer. You know, Sterling. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. Well, even before that too. Yeah, something Steel. Hmm. But the first name. But the- <laughs> okay, so we've got like Sterling or Steel as the last name. And that's kind of that's a little more modern. So let's kind of go a little more fantasy for the first that's name. True. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what are some common Asmar names? Well, I don't know that the As. No, this is for our character. This well, is this, for the character could, from the this story. This is just for oh, the, right. the inspired yes. the, the inspiration for the character to ah, okay. do stuff. And it's a fictional character, so the name can be like as ridiculous as we want it to be. Uh, oh, I like that. Oh, what's some what's some common metals there? Not so much like iron or anything <laughs> like that, but what. What are some of the metals in there we could use? Like diamond. Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect name. Too much. <laughs> I was looking at trying to do an anagram for tungsten, but like. Oh, too much. <laughs> oh, maybe you're stretching that. <laughs> yeah, it, like I'm throwing it in there like, this doesn't sound great. But it's cool though. Yeah. I actually don't hate tungsten. Tungsten steel? <laughs> <laughs> tungsten sterling? <laughs> It's 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 so ridiculous. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tungsten steel. <laughs> the the pulp hero of. That <laughs> <laughs> deserves pulp fiction right there. Mm-hmm. All Tungsten the metal. steel. Yeah. 
I don't know why, but when I hear tungsten, I'm thinking of an orc in my head. I don't know why. It doesn't have to be, but the, the moment you said tungsten, bit. I was thinking of an orc with the the hat. Oh, the trench yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a Bogart <laughs> yes. style orc. Yeah, nice. Yes. <laughs> Imagine just an orc, you know, with the, with the giant overbites. Like, here's looking at you, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the orc detective, because he's, I like that he's kind of like out on this, he's like on the fringe of the society. Orcs aren't usually like, Made one of the major races in like the the civilized cities traditionally in D anD D. So mm-hmm. he already kind of has that outsider cred. Um, he'll solve those dirty cases that nobody else will. Yep, <laughs> someone's got to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> on the on the dark side of water deep. Tungsten go. steel. <laughs> I <laughs> would buy that cases. book. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a comic book, All right? right there. Uh, oh yeah. Tm tm tm. In too deep at water deep. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm already thinking of the franchise right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. There's money to be <laughs> <Book> made. <one. laughs> yeah. Very hard boiled too. He's gotta be hard boiled. Of course. Alright, so what was the act of cowardice? Or do we want to kind of roll swing back around to that? Hmm. That might be something we can swing back around to because I feel like we need to learn more about him and develop him a little more to see what would drive him to be or after that cowardice. Isn't Noir like kind of inherently, I don't know, I don't know romantic in, in a kind of fashion? I mean, it could still go either way. But Usually is. I mean, if you go Carmen San Diego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was she was basically got that Noir feel about her. She's got the, the large hat and the trench mm-hmm. coat. Um, and living in San Diego, I've always had an affinity for her. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it can go either way. Mm-hmm. It could work. Yeah, there's kind of the, the classic trope. Of you know like the male detective, but the inversion of that works out really well too. Yeah, yeah. Like if Carmen Sandiego was a good person instead of a criminal mastermind, that too. <laughs> Just that dark long hair, mm-hmm. mystery in her eye. Yeah, you can go both ways. I miss that game. <laughs> I feel like there's not enough red trench coats out there. Right. Yeah. It's always that. Beige. Yeah. Got to have some fun. Too traditional. Some, some pizzazz. <laughs> All right. So now we've got the class breakdown going. We kind of have an idea of some of the points for this character. Let's go ahead and start digging into some of the mechanics here. So we're going to go rogue. And in my mind, I see this not so much as like the sneaky burglar rogue, but more as kind of like a con man kind of like more more social rogue. Not so much like break into the house and pick the pockets and escape in the night but very char- charismatic yeah okay so we're going to use standard array for our stats here uh, which is going to give us a 15 a 14 a 13 a 12 a 10 and an 8 to mm-hmm. distribute between our six characteristics strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma uh, as we like so i think the detective archetype is going to want a pretty high wisdom yeah so i'm mm-hmm. thinking either the 15 or 14 there that works for me seems yeah. reasonable what are the stat bonuses from Asimar? Uh, Asimar has a, a plus one in wisdom and a plus two in charisma. Ooh, well, that works perfectly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so let's put that 15 in wisdom so we can bump that up to a 16 then. Mm-hmm. And I'd say let's maybe put the 12 in the charisma. That'll get up to a f- oh, yeah. 14 when it's all said and done. Okay. Yeah. All right, if we're going to go rogue, even though they're not sneaking like professionally they're still going to do a fair amount of sneaking as they're you know you got to tail somebody or something like that that's mm-hmm. sort of the 
the less common use of stealth. You're still going to have to break into something eventually. Exactly. So I think we want to get a pretty good dexterity too. Makes sense. Maybe, uh, yeah. They put that 14 there. Yeah. All right. Which leaves us with uh, 13, 10, and 8 between strength, constitution, and intelligence. Mm. What were the final two? We have uh, 13, 10, and 8. So our, we have an average, a below average, and a slightly above average. I should not be using much in strength. No, probably not. That should probably be low, I would think. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're you know, proficient in darts. That's not a, a strength. That's thing. more, yeah, that's more yeah. dex mm-hmm. based. I feel like intelligence would come into use, especially if you're a detective. I like the 13 in intelligence myself. I think that's a good, a mm-hmm. good fit there. Okay. Yeah. I was actually thinking of putting the eight in constitution. Mm. Uh, maybe they're... They've got a little, they've got a little bit of frailty, and that maybe was part of their failure. Maybe like they were worried about getting hurt, and so they chickened out when the going got tough on a previous. They weren't job. strong enough. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. This is gonna yeah, be a great good. Pulp Fiction novel. I can't wait. All the drama. Excellent. They've got their proficiencies. They just get those. Um, they get their saving throws. So we get four skills from. Athletics, acrobatics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, and stealth. I think with the detective qualities about them, uh, I feel like insight and investigation Absolutely. are two yeah. good ones. Yeah, I agree. Do we like deception or persuasion as well? Ooh, deception. Decep- yeah, I think deception. Yeah, that sounds fun. Some interrogation moments there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's kind of one of our big questions. Do we even want to have stealth as a trained skill? What are the other options? So I don't think so. <laughs> if we don't take stealth, we have sleight of hand, we have uh, persuasion, we have perception, uh, acrobatics, or athletics. Sleight of hand sounds kind of cool. I would say either, yeah, sleight of hand or maybe even perception. Hmm. I'm leaning one of those perception, two. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably better. Again, detective mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around, catching everything that no one else can. I just like magic. That too. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a few skills we're going to get from our origin, so or our background. So that might help shore up one of those those other missing pieces. Sure. All right. So for archetypes, we have thief, arcane trickster. Excuse me, arcane trickster, or assassin. So I don't think assassin really fits. No. Hmm. And even Thief doesn't quite go with what the character necessarily is going for. Mm-mm. See, Arcane Trickster would work because then, depending on how they use their magic, um, they could use it to their advantage with the trick tricking, so to speak, with the deception, the perception, and persuasion, all, all of those skill sets that they already have. I, I think Arcane Trickster. Seems like a good fit. fit. Yeah. Especially since we're not making them as the traditional rogue type with the stealth and Mm -hmm. the killing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get the feeling this character is like, they're no stranger to death, but they're not really seeking out murder. You know, they'd rather kind of apprehend somebody alive than, you know, just like sneak into the room at night and cut their throat or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So we get to pick two skills or proficiencies to boost up with expertise. So I think investigation is definitely one of those. I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then probably one of the either deception. I don't think thieves tools are the one. I don't think we go thieves tools for their 
No, I, I agree. Specialization. Yeah. Yeah. So between insight, deception, and perception, what do we think for the second one? I would say insight or perception would be really good. So do they, are they better at reading people or places, I guess, is kind of the... People? I want to say people. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. we have insight then. I can see them being a people person. Yeah. At least being empathetic, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not sympathetic, <laughs> but empathetic. All right. So for gear, uh, I think short sword over rapier then. Something like rapier seems very kind of flourishy to me. Short mm-hmm. sword's kind of more like you can bring it into a dive bar a little little more likely, you know, kind of throw it in the back end of the trench coat, make it harder to be found. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's more hard boiled too. <laughs> so the option here is short bow and 20 arrows or short sword. I'm going to say instead of those arrows, let's have 20 darts. I yeah. agree 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to sneak those darts in there. Mm-hmm. If you're good at it, you might as well have a lot of it. Yeah. And you don't always have a chance to get those back. Sometimes you're throwing a few darts and getting out of the situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have an extra dozen on hand. <laughs> so then we have a burglar's pack, a dungeoneer's pack, or an explorer's pack for our equipment pack. Okay. What does a burglar's pack entail? Of course, you got to ask the hard questions there, Andrew. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. A burglar's pack contains a backpack, a bag of a thousand ball bearings, 10 feet of string, a bell, five candles, a crowbar, a hammer, 10 pythons, a hooded lantern, a f- two flasks of oil, five days of rations, a tinderbox, and a water skin. And I'm already liking that one. Yeah, that sounds pretty useful. <laughs> okay. And finally, leather armor, two daggers, and thieves' tools. You just get those. No choices to be made there. Yep. Sweet. And I think this leather armor is definitely a long duster coat with... The flip up. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. yeah Great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and if the uh, if it's allowed, if the DM allows it in the game, uh, a hat. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't allow a hat. You can have a helmet. And a helmet's usually a metal hat. So, if yeah, so well, facto, gotta have you gotta have the hat. <laughs> all of it to complete the outfit. Mm-hmm. You just have to. So, speaking of the hat, do what? What are we gonna do for the cover up for that birthmark? So let's figure out what the birthmark is. Okay. A little bit more distinctly. All right. Do we like kind of some sort of inner radiance kind of peeking through a little bit? Maybe it's not like always, it's not like a candle in the darkness, but if you get close, you might see kind of a, a slight glow or something it's like, like that. like a shimmer or something. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is but it? Should it be a specific shape or is it more of just like a crack? Yeah, you're really reading my mind there. Uh-huh. <laughs> my exact next question. Oh, because the shape sounds cool, but a, a crack also sounds pretty awesome. Just kind of like, I, I think it kind of goes along with the the whole idea that they have this this regret, this past guilt. That I think a, a crack kind of is a bit symbolic, and I, I think that might play well. I like that. So is it like up around their neck, maybe going towards like their ear and cheek on one side? Yeah, yeah, something that's not immediately Ooh, yeah, that visible. Creeps up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like I said, like we were talking about earlier, if you're looking at it, you you can you can find it. Yeah, but the trench coat, the collar hides it just enough. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's take a peek at the backgrounds here real quick. Is that the one we should maybe do? Haunt? No, it's Haunted Pass, too, on the nose. Haunted Ooh, one. T- tell me more about this Haunted one. The the Haunted one, uh, let me actually pull it up. Give you a, it's always actually one of my favorites. If I remember right, you, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to either burden people with it or you're just so scarred from it. You don't, you don't let it be known, pretty much. What um, book's it out of? So this one... Uh, Curse of Strahd. 
Oh, so because we went Asimov, we're sort of stuck for Volos. Oh, that's true. Darn it. That would have been perfect. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Um, let's see here. Or we could just do straight up criminal spy. Do the, the spy more detective? I think spy is more yeah. detective. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of crossover there. I could see also maybe folk hero. Like maybe he kind of is one of those. Just looking at that one, yeah. <laughs> Continue though. What, what were yeah, you thinking? Like, yeah, that's your more. You know, he takes the cases that help out the sort of the poor and the downtrodden and stuff. And then maybe they have mixed feelings about the the mark because they can seem recon- they can see them very recognizably and say, "Oh, you're the detective that was helping those people." And they might also be, "But didn't you like mess up? Like it's easy to that recognizability is kind of a blessing and a curse." Maybe like he tried to help the people and then uh, I don't know got like offered a payoff or something like that and just kind of crumpled and took it. I don't know. It's an idea. We can do better. I feel like it has to be something deeper than that mm. for for them not to be redeemed yet. Okay. But I like I like folk hero. I think that's that is a good fun. one. Yeah. Yeah. What if they were with another like adventuring group or with they had, oh maybe they had a partner. And when the going oh, got classic. tough, they left uh, the partner behind. Oh. Yes, I like it. Now, is that partner just presumed dead, or do we know they're dead? Oh, I don't think we know if they're dead or not. I like presumed. Yeah, but they think that they're dead. Because how could anyone survive a fall like that? Exactly. Oh, my God, I got to buy this book. <laughs> Number two, even deeper in water deep. I don't know. <laughs> Way too, too deep. <laughs> Oh, no, two (laughs) T-W-O sequel. (laughs) We can use some of the, like, personality traits and stuff that they list here as guides, or we can do our own sort of bonds and flaws and stuff. We've kind of done it both ways the last few episodes. Uh, I definitely think we should have the the whistling and the, uh, the compulsion as, like, one of these. That seems kind of more like a, a personality trait than... I think These they're definitely ones. personality traits. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're not exactly flaws. It's just kind of what no. who defines the character. Kind of reminds me of that Robert De Niro movie where he sings songs to find out how long he has to pull off the, the heist. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Remember, that's called the. I don't know. That was a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> was, was it? Bruce it's Willis? called Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Are there you? it is. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's old. I goofed on that one. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about, yeah. though, but I just. I remember the scene. It was well, for so some long reason, ago. I thought it was Robert De Niro. Swing and a miss. My mind went the jackal, but he doesn't whistle on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does play a song, though, while he's killing people. <laughs> Oof. That's brutal. Okay, so we got a personality trait. What are we looking at for. Their ideal. Uh, I feel like if we want them to go with the traditional hard-boiled uh, kind of theme, sincerity, there's no good in pretending to be something I'm not hmm. as one choice. Okay. Okay. But Destiny also works, too, if we go with the folk hero with the them wanting to do good. Also, if they're hiding their identity... Or well, they're they're naturally doing. I'm not that. sure if they're necessarily hiding their identity, yeah, just the but, scar, because. But that's kind of hiding your. Not, not scarred birthmark, yeah. but um, but at the same time, it's also iconic that maybe they're hiding their shame of what. Okay. What happened to their partner? What about fairness? No one should get preferential preferential treatment before the law, and no one is above the law. Oh, that works too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they may have made a few powerful enemies on one of their previous cases or something like that. Maybe that was kind of the onus for their abandoning their partner. Yeah. Like okay. maybe they were they were investigating something and it was a trap by oh. one of these enemies. Mm-hmm. I like and that. And they got double crossed. Or some powerful noble set them up or, you know, drop the case. You're in too deep kind of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Stop snooping around. You're going to find answers you don't want to find. <laughs> Are any of these bonds kind of leap out to us? Mm. I protect those who cannot protect themselves. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, the first don't really don't work out too well. Otherwise, uh, yeah, because the other one's like my childhood sweetheart. My tools are my symbols of my past life, which I was on board for until it said I carry them so I will never forget my roots. But what, could that be used towards uh, his regret? Unless they're going more literal with like family roots. No, I think mm. the protect those who can't protect themselves is a good, a good fit. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. It's very detective-esque. And mm. we'll definitely help you <laughs> yeah. have some common ground with Hank, who's also kind of fighting for the downtrodden. <laughs> That's true. Be like Hank. <laughs> so for the flaw, I think maybe that I have trouble trusting in my allies because they see their own sort of weakness where they left their ally, left their partner mm-hmm. for dead or weren't able to save them. And they feel like they, they worry that their allies will treat them the same way. So now they kind of keep everybody at arm's length because they can't get too attached to people. Yeah, that sounds re- yeah, that sounds pretty good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They don't want that burden of betraying them again. Mm. <laughs> so I'm thinking like lawful good or lawful neutral. I feel like they started out lawful good. And then when that incident happened, maybe more lawful neutral. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because again, like what we mentioned before is maybe they're riding that line of fallen Asimar mm-hmm. because of what happened. All right. So let's go ahead and kind of put some finishing touches on this character. Uh, what are we feeling like for gender here? Ever since Carmen San Diego, I've, I've been leaning towards female. You know what? I've been on board with that too. Yeah. yeah. And what does she look like? We have some pretty crazy options available to us because of Asimar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we want to have some sort of like metallic sheen or like bright golden eyes or something like that, the, the whole palette is available to us. I kind of like the pale skin, maybe has a slight shimmer to it, and maybe some hard eyes, like purplish blue, maybe. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds really good. Because then they kind of want to captivate you, but at the same time, she won't let you in. (laughs) (laughs) What does she wear her hair like? What's her hair? She's got this pale, pale skin, these cold blue eyes, purplish blue eyes. Mm -hmm. What's going on on top of the head? If you're rogue, I would imagine short hair, yeah? See, I can see short hair or long hair, but in maybe like a braid, but, a yeah. single braid. That um, would make sense. Or even a, a little you, ponytail. You, you could hide extra darts in that braid. You can. Hmm. Or Especially you, with the hat, just tuck the hair under the hat. I was oh, thinking yeah. hair under the hat, like a maybe she has very long hair, but it's usually up in like a, a tight bun or something like that yeah. underneath the hat. I like that. Okay, yeah. And what color is the hair? I think with the pale skin, we should go darker hair. Mm-hmm. Like a black or a dark brown. Yeah. Maybe some like silvery streaks from her Asimar heritage or something like yes, that. Yes. Okay. I like that. Like the one or two that kind of go back into the bun. Okay. I think we're actually just about there. Uh, let's go ahead and just, we need, we're going to need a name for her and we're going to need a name for that partner who. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what are some Asimar names? Let's take a look. I've got the uh, bookmark yeah. right over there. It says that most Asmar are born from human parents, so they have the same uh, naming conventions oh, uh, for okay. their, from their human parents. So you can go as simple as Jill. <laughs> this is always the best and worst part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jill's not terrible. Maybe something like Tara. I was thinking like Camilla because I went to oh. Carmen and then I was like, mm. let's not just do Carmen, but let's maybe right. start to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Camilla. Camilla Steele. No, Camilla Steele. <laughs> no. we, we should absolutely not do it, but but I, I just heard Camilla Chula Vista. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> do we want to think of a last name? I think so. Okay. Or maybe she, maybe the last name is kind of a... Keeps that to herself. No, I was thinking it's, it's a fake name. I was going to say Nam de Plume, hmm. but that's not, uh, that's for writers. Oh, see, uh, her idol, uh, Tungsten Steele. She could ah. she could inherit that and actually call herself Camilla Steele if she wanted to as her her alias last name. It's kind of fun. Is cold iron too? Uh, yes, too it's much. A little, yeah. little too on the nose. <laughs> okay, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> Diamond. I don't know. I keep going back Camilla to metals, Diamond. The metals and minerals are what I keep going back to. <laughs> I just had. A travier or a travier or something like that is kind of like a cool. Very French. Yeah, I was going to say like it. It has like vaguely fantasy sounds to it. It's kind of has that that Frenchness. If we go with the ea at the end, okay. But maybe it kind of hints at like a part of a larger, like family or house that she might not have any ties to anymore. Navire. I like it. Camilla. That was the real name and not like her, her business card I think name? it's her real name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Navire. I like it. Mm-hmm. Camilla Navire. Navire, depending on the syllable. I think we put it on the I. So, Navire. Navire, yeah. I took Spanish. I don't know French. <laughs> <laughs> I took German. I didn't take French. Oh, all right. Sweet. <laughs> Just sounded French. All right. And then we need a name for the her old partner. Uh, was her partner another woman? Or is it going to be a man? That's up to mm. us. I imagine they wouldn't be an Asimar. They might be something else. Okay, so I'm deep in the weeds of noir territory here, but it's, okay. I'm thinking man, probably human, or maybe like half elf or something. And I think they had kind of a will they, won't they relationship kind of going on okay. before his untimely maybe death. And so there's definitely like not only the betrayal of you left me to die, but like, I thought we had something if <laughs> if he turns out to be alive. I like that. We could have been something great. Add on to the drama. I, you know, I actually, I like human. Okay. Because okay. I feel like compared to an Asimar, they're, they're maybe more weak and frail. So she really, maybe that's part of her guilt. So I, I really could have done something. Mm, okay. Maybe she was like the brains of the operation. He was kind of the muscle. Oh, that's another route too. Didn't think of that either. That makes sense because your const- we we put her at the uh, eight for constitution, didn't we? Yeah, she's not very tough, and she's yeah. not she's that's average true. strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would make more sense then. That'd make him as a pretty good team up. Yeah, yeah. Strong human. All right, <laughs> name him tiny. <laughs> <laughs> that's overdone, though. Timothy Tiny. Tiny Tim, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I didn't even... That was completely just coincidental. It's got a cast iron crutch. <laughs> oh, no. What about, what about Gan? Just G-A-N. 
Gan. Gan? First name. Gan. I like that. That works. That's a good one. We can make it too old school, make him Gan Johnson. Too. <laughs> I was thinking like Marvick for the last name. Gan Marvick. I like that Marvick. It's a little, Mar- Mar- it's a little bit Star Wars, but I think I'm okay with that. As a fan of Star so Wars, I'm very okay with that. I second that. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> now that you brought Star Wars into it, <laughs> how can I deny it? <laughs> All right. So Camilla Navire, a Asimar, a protection Asimar, rogue, uh, but more of a detective and private eye than sneak thief. Uh, she is a master with a dart, both in the tavern or in the battlefield, and usually uses her wits to get, a, get what she wants as opposed to nimble fingers. She's got raven black hair with a few silver streaks in it, which she usually carries up under her... It's like a... Fedora. That? Yeah, fedora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Connotations be damned. Yeah. <laughs> and hides her pale skin and radiant crack... And so the birthmark was just like a uh, suggestion. I don't think it has to be just like a rec- recognizable trait. So maybe the crack did appear following her active cowardice. Ooh. And that's why she tries to cover it up. Ah. It's like a token of her shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm into yep. it. She has a radiant crack coming up the right side of her neck towards her ear and right cheek. That's going to kind of like splinter off like forked lightning almost? Or is it just one streak? I was kind of thinking, yeah, it forks off a little bit. You have the, the like, nice one, long like, one and then a little one starting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, it looks more like direction. a crack that way. Right? Yeah, like yeah. cracked ice or cracked glass, kind of yeah. like a little spider web there. Uh-huh. She whistles when under pressure as kind of a nervous tick and has the compulsive trait where she has to keep doors and other portals closed whenever possible. If she, I can imagine if she's in a room... And like trying to have a conversation with somebody and the, the door is like ajar. She keeps kind of looking over to it and starts getting a little, maybe she'll start whistling because she starts stressing out. Because she can't concentrate <laughs> on the conversation. She's like, there's a door. There's uh-huh. a door. <laughs> Excuse me, I got to close this door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one moment, one moment. <laughs> She's still haunted by the past act of cowardice where she failed to save Gan Marvik, her former partner and possible romantic entanglement. And she was so inspired by whodunit detective novels that she's kind of built a career around it. And that is our checklist there. Sweet. That's one hard-boiled woman. Yeah. So we're not quite Sounds sure. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm a ex- player. I'm excited <laughs> to see her in action. How she's going to meet up with uh, Fiona and Hank, Hank, we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, <laughs> How can you forget How Hank? Can I you forget can't Hank? forget Hank. Things are definitely in the works to get these characters a little bit of adventure time. So... As that situation develops, we'll go ahead and keep you as listeners appraised. But that's going to kind of bring us to the end of this character creation session. Let me go ahead and throw it to my guest here to help me with this outro. Andy, anything you'd like to say? Kind of wrapping up here for our listeners. Can they uh, find you on Twitter or anywhere else? Um, I'm I'm on Twitter, but um, I don't do much on it. I, I mostly just did it to follow this podcast, um, <laughs> to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I've, I've, I've been trying to steer away from social media lately, but um, but this is a fantastic character. Uh, I'm, I'd be really excited to play, play her, uh, and, and I would encourage any, anyone else. I mean, she sounds fascinating. I, th- I think this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Just, the more we started creating her, I was like, I want to play this character. She's really cool. Yeah. A lot of drama. Uh-huh. A lot, lot of, of good things. A lot of potential. This. Yeah. Yeah. They can have a lot of fun with this character. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of opportunities. So where can people find you on Twitter if they want to? Uh, Andrew R. Sale. 
Um, I ju- just updated it like last week. But uh, but if you want to find me, you can find me there, and, right. I, and I will respond. There you go. Say hi to Andrew when you get a chance. And Lacey, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, or ArtStation at zorro for me 3 That is the number four and the number three, and only one R in Zorro. All right. And you said you do uh, streaming as well. What's the? I do. Um, it's still Zorro for me three. Uh, when I stream on my own channel and do commissions, um, and otherwise, uh, as far as the tabletop aspect of my streams, I go to Dungeons in Distractions. That's the letter N instead of the and. And do you have a regular schedule for those events? Uh, when I'm on them, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays at six thirty uh, Pacific time. Otherwise, we do have five shows uh, a week on that channel uh, Monday, Saturday and Sundays as well. All the same times They're We're very consistent on the time. So it's all six 30 Pacific time. All right. Well, if you're in the Pacific time and you got some evenings available to you, it's an excellent way to spend your time. And if you like what you're hearing from me, you can follow me pretty much here at die by the dice on Twitter. You can email me for anything longer form die by the dice at gmail.com. And you can find all our podcasts. It builds character as well as our regular Gordian solutions, actual play on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So on your podcast listening method of choice, you can follow us and enjoy our audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.